G'day and welcome to the podcast of Outpost Church in McLaren Vale. We hope you find this encouraging. Just, I just feel a bit lonely up here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I want to start with a little quiz. It's a very short quiz. There's only one question. It's a true or false. So if you think, the question is, is this from the Bible true or false? (laughs) All right, ready? Here's the, here's the, here's the, is it a verse or isn't it? Everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. True? Anyone think it's false? (laughs) Well, if I said a translation, that would give away whether it was or wasn't, wouldn't it? You think it's true? It does sound too good to be true. Everything you pray and ask for... Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Has anyone said that to someone else before? Would anyone feel hesitant to say that to someone? Hands up if you'd be hesitant to say that. Everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. If it's not the Bible, what would you say it is? Like, would you put a label? What would your concern be about that? What is it? Tony Robbins sounds a bit, you know, self-help. New Age, any other thoughts? Heresy, could be heresy. Positive thinking, yeah. If it is a verse. (laughs) It is a verse. It is from the Bible. It's from Mark chapter 11. Um, And it's... Yeah, we'll come back to that. But it stood out to me because when I was, I'm, I have I'm got the whole passage there, but just that by itself, you go, wow, like, that sounds a bit outrageous, doesn't it? Everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I'll change tact a little bit. I want to, there's something that happened that prompted me wanting to share on Today, I just want to really, it's not exactly a sermon or a preaching as much as just a reminder and as an um, encouragement around prayer. Um, but something happened in the last couple of weeks that just stuck in my mind. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good little analogy. And um, kind of put it away when I was praying, what should I speak on this Sunday? It came back to mind. And I thought, okay, that's going to be my starting point and sharing from. So... What happened was, often, you know, at home, as you do, writing the shopping list, and I don't know about other parents out here, but do you ever get your um, your shopping list, you know, what's the word, sabotaged, or, you know, the kids start writing things on the shopping list, right, and, you know, guess what kind of things they like to write, broccoli, kale, extra lentils, what sort of things do you think, <laughs> what would you have done when you were a kid? Chocolate, Tim Tams, yes. Junk food, yes. So exactly, it's like lollies and, you know, 
um, cocoa pops and stuff that you wouldn't normally get. And then, but yeah, so that's kind of a, a fun, cute thing they do. But then, you know, Charlotte comes to me and she'd been one that had written a few silly things on there. And she goes, oh, we added some stuff to your list, Mom. You don't have to get it, though. I was like, oh, okay. Thanks. Let me off the hook. Um, but it, it just stuck in my mind because I thought, isn't that how we are with God sometimes? It's like, you know, really, she's trying to be sort of polite and try, and it was a cute thing to say, really. But it's kind of um, humorous on the level of, of course I don't have to get it. You don't need to give me permission not to get it. Like, I'm the authority. I'm going shopping. It's my list. I don't feel under any pressure or obligation to get what they've added onto the list. But at the same time, they know that if they add it on there, there's a chance that I might just be in that sort of mood where I will get them what's on the list so that, you know, they're willing to take their chances. And, uh, you know, I think about, you know, us with God and prayer, and we have such so many exhortations to be childlike, to have childlike faith. And I think this is a helpful example to look at, you know, as kids, children, you know, they're unedited in what they want. You know, if they want something, they're going to tell you about it. They're going to bring it before you, whether it's a healthy thing or not healthy thing, whether it's good or, you know, they come to their parents because they know this is my source for getting things. This is my authority. This person loves me. And they just come with whatever they want and they ask for it, knowing that their parents won't always give them what they want. But, you know, it's it's kind of they they have to bring it. They have to ask if they want something out of the ordinary. If they want lollies to come home in the shopping, they're probably going to have to ask. It might not happen just automatically. And, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I just want to encourage us to be childlike with God and to remember our relationship with God. And his desire is for us to be holy and righteous, of course, and to ask for the only the very best pure things. But I think more than that, he's wanting to have intimacy and real relationship with us and for us to to relate to him like he's our father and that we are his children and that us relating to him in that way is what really brings him joy. And whether we're asking for a really good thing or not a great thing, that's so much secondary. Like I think for him it's all about asking and, you know, who do we think we are that we think we can sort of trick God and make him think we're more spiritual than we are by what we pray for? Like, you know, if I really want something that's not very spiritual, like, yes, I'm praying for people to become Christians, and I'm praying that I'll have more fruits of the Spirit, and I'm praying all these things that I feel very bold and confident to pray for because I know it's in line with God's will. But I also have other desires in my life. There's things that I want. Like, I'd like a new pair of jeans that's this brand, and I want, you know, this. I want to go to this really lovely place for a meal. Or there's things I want that are not necessarily spiritual, but they still take up thought, space, and energy, and I might save up my money to get these things. And I was just reflecting how, you know, we can really compartmentalize our lives in this way where we get, oh, I'm really spiritual over here, but we still, you know, I'll pray for these things because that seems spiritual, but I s- even though I'm not praying for these other things, I'm still putting in energy for them, like I'm saving money, I'm thinking about it, I'm, you know, looking online for the best deal. Or, And it's like, if it's worth spending energy, time, or money, if it's not an evil thing, and you feel like it's okay to want that, 
why not bring that to God in prayer? Like, and if you don't feel comfortable doing that, is it because it's an evil thing or something you shouldn't want? And if so, why spend any other time or energy trying to get it on your own? Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think God doesn't want us to play games with him. We don't have to pretend to be more advanced or more spiritual than we are. Like, we are his kids. He knows exactly where we're at spiritually. We're not going to hide anything from him. We're really only trying to sort of fool ourselves and think we're a bit more spiritual or along the way than we are. And I guess what I'm trying to say is if you want a nice pair of jeans, like, you can bring that request to God. And he may edit your prayers. He may not give you that thing. But you don't have to go, oh, God, I want this. But you don't have to get it for me. Like, he knows. We know. You know, and yes, I can see in prayer times together, it is sometimes a helpful thing to say things like that. Like, you know, you don't have to go out or because we don't want to. But in our own private prayer closet with God, you know, if something matters enough to you that you're exerting other energy for it, then why not bring it to God? Because it's essentially become like a worry or a concern or a care or a desire. It's like, this is, this is how we become more holy. This is how we become more like him and grow in our relationship is just bring stuff to him. And if it's a not a healthy desire, not like trust that he will, he'll either, you know, like I might go, I'm going to get them those lollies. He might be like, yeah, I'm going to help you find that on sale. And, or someone's going to gift, you know, and what a joy when those little answers to prayer happen. When we bring them just the little small stuff and you, it's, that's how we grow in our relationship and our connection with God. And, and if it's not a good thing, the fact that we've brought it to him is kind of a helpful part in the process because you hear yourself asking for it and go, well, maybe I shouldn't really want that. Or, God, I do want this. Help me to, you know, redirect my focus if that's not a good thing. But let's not pretend to be other than where we're at. And 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 we can bring stuff to God. We can bring the little stuff and the big stuff and and let him sort it out. We bring it, he'll edit it. And trust him to do that. And that's part of acknowledging the relationship we have with him. Because it's like, you're the dad, I'm the kid. I'm just bringing my stuff to you. You help me sort it out. That's actually an act of humility, vulnerability, and intimacy. I think we just get hung up on, I have to look like I'm doing everything right. And that's, that's not what he's after. He's after our hearts and all of us. Um, I just want to read a couple of verses that, that unpack this. There's actually so many verses on, like, asking. And the one I read before of, um, you know, whatever you that ask, what was it? Everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You know, I think, yeah. The context for that is definitely not the genes and the, you know, the stuff. Like it says in, it actually says in James, um, James chapter 4, verse 3, it brings the balance that we're looking for when we read those other scriptures because it said, you ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. So there is a time and place for, <laughs> there's a reason, a time when God will be like, no, I'm not giving you that. No, you're not going to get what you've asked for. Um, <coughs> but our journey is to bring stuff to God and um, allow our hearts and minds to be transformed so that we are desiring what he wants. And the more that we're desiring what, what he wants, when we pray, we are confident that that's going to actually happen. And we pray with faith and we pray with confidence. 
Um, let's look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, and I do want to add like worries, you know, we can think of stresses and things that we're worried about that are upsetting, but I think worries can also be like the cares and the concerns, like like the desires that become a preoccupation. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love that it's, you know, this one's interesting when we talk about prayer. This one's not saying you'll get everything you want, but you'll, this one's saying bring it all to God. And he'll, in the exchange, when we bring our worries, we'll receive that peace. But that we can bring everything to him. And I also love that. I say this one to my kids all the time. Bring your requests with thanksgiving. <laughs> you know? It's like when they're like, ah. Like, no, you can bring me your request, but please do it with a, like a thankfulness and an appreciation for what you already have and, you know, an expectation of um, that sense of trust. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, that I love about, you know, the kids interacting with us and asking for stuff because, there's a deep trust there. There's a faith. There's a faith in who we are and who they know us to be that they can bring requests, even outlandish requests. And there's that hope, oh, you might you might give me what I asked for. And, you know, we see this picture in, um, oh, let me, I wrote down so many of these verses. The, I think it's Luke. Yeah, Luke 11, 5 to 13. If you want to flip back to that. This is the one, I won't read it all, but this is the, you know, you as wicked as you are know how to give good gifts to your children. You know, how much more does God know how to give good gifts to us? And, you know, let's not assume, like, we do often, I think, assume on God's behalf, yeah, what he does and doesn't want to hear from us and what he will and won't do. And it's like, let God be God, you be you. You know, and I think sometimes we, we kind of overstep our role in our prayers almost because we are deciding, oh, no, God wouldn't want to hear that. Or, oh, I'm not going to bring that. And it's like it's almost like we're deciding for him. It's like, well, just, just bring it. Let him. He is God. He can handle it. He's not going to be. He already knows what we're thinking. So, um, yeah, 11, 5 to 13 talking about the friend. Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me. I don't have anything to offer him. And then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And then it goes on the ask, seek, and knock. And it says, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? 
And I, get, I hear this imploring around the relationship with God and his character. And it's like using these human examples to say, even as humans, you know how to ask and receive or you, you know what's a good thing to give your children. And it's like how much, like God is so much bigger and better than that. And, and for us to have expectations that when we ask, we will be heard. And he will respond, and he's kind, and he's good. And I, and and the f- and when we bring him, I think even when we bring him, especially the little things that we might think are, I think that honors him because it's like, you know, we're demonstrating a, a, this level of trust and expectation. We put our expectation on him to provide for us, um, and to respond to our needs. And I, I really think that's what he's looking for, and he wants us to know him. As a father, and to know him like a father, we have to treat him like a father and and not think, oh, yeah, these few really spiritual things, I'll talk to God about these really big problems, but everything else I'll sort out myself. And yes, you know, God gives us capacity. He gives us jobs and money and friends and resources around us, and there's lots of things we can do, but I think including God in that journey and, and acknowledging him, and even just, even if you think, oh, I know what to do here, or who to ask for this help, it's to, to still be acknowledging and thanking God that you've put this person in my life or you've enabled me um, the funds, whatever, to respond to this need. Um, yeah, in in thinking about this this concept and this relationship, another thing, using Charlotte again, um, as many of you know, we recently got a puppy and uh, Shane has been quite vocal in, in our family life of not really wanting a dog, not really wanting any pets. Um, and, you know, when Laura's dog had puppies recently and we went and visited and, you know, I'm a bit more, much more leaning that way and happy to, you know, have a dog. And the kids, you know, got a glimpse of me being like, oh, maybe we can convince dad. And they were just like, yes. Like, so, th- and Charlotte, you know, I did encourage her a little bit, but I was like, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, a little bit of persuasion with your dad, you know, like, and she wrote this, pow- I was going to put it up, but she didn't want me to. She said I could talk about it, but she didn't want me to share the PowerPoint, but she wrote a PowerPoint, and it was a persuasive PowerPoint on all the reasons why their childhood would not be complete without one, and she ran- She utilized, Beth will, will, will concur, she utilized a lot of um, very quite highly skilled level of persuasive work. She's like, oh, these are all the marketing tactics that we use. Um, <laughs> with copywriting um, and, you know, just a little like, if you don't want to, that's fine, but you'll be responsible for ruining our childhood. Um, those kinds of, it's up to you, Dad, it's okay. No, but she listed, was very well thought through, but, you know, it did have an impact, you know, like Shane reads this, he sees the effort she's gone to, sees the desire, sees the, you know, that as a parent, those things do have an impact. They affect you because you have a relationship, because you love your child. And I think as parents, we know, like, you actually do really want to give your kids what they want. Like, if they want something, unless you know it's really bad for them, you want to give them what they want for Christmas, what they want for your birthday. You want to find out what they like and what they don't like. And you want to learn more about who they are and their personality. And, oh, do you like drawing? Can I get you some sketchbooks? Can I get you new... You know, how can I help foster you in that love or that interest? Like, that gives parents so much joy to be able to equip 
their children with the things to help them grow and to flourish and, and just to have fun and explore. And, and again, we can think, oh, life's just, God's just interested in the spiritual stuff. But, you know, he made us physical creatures. He made us people that enjoy food and exercise and all these different, he, he delights in those things too and on our behalf. And I think when we open up our hearts to just invite God into all of it, that enriches our walk with him and it's a part of how we grow in intimacy and and that's really the goal here is just to grow in intimacy with God and and in that process he purifies us and he helps us to desire more and more the things he wants but you know life is practical life is full of physical needs as well as spiritual needs and um yeah he's a good good father who gives good gifts to his children and um you know, we are called to ask and to believe. You know, it talks a lot when it, when these um, verses about asking, there's a lot about um, not doubting and trusting. And that can feel a little bit intimidating. And again, it's sometimes surprising what's actually in Scripture because you think, oh, wow, what? It really says that? It, you know, like if you doubt, you won't get anything you ask for. It's like, oh, it's a bit harsh. But I think, you know, when you unpack that, it's like, because it's we're talking about the character of God and, and our trust in him and who he is, like let's not doubt his character and his heart towards us. And we should demonstrate as children that are learning to know a good father that he is good and so we feel safe to be bold and to ask boldly for things, especially things we know really are in alignment with his heart, like to see people saved or, you know, to see... Um, negative situations turned around for good we can be bold in that and we don't have to edit it for him like oh if you don't want to god it's okay it's like that's as silly as Charlotte being oh put that on the wall oh, you don't have to like, we don't have to edit it just bring it and let him you know he's god he'll decide whether you know what he'll do with that but you know we can be confident we can be bold we can trust in his goodness and pray simple believing prayers and 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 interact it says pray without ceasing how else do we do that without bringing in all the little things as well as the big and and the joy that we find in that and to share with one another um the way god comes through for us so in a minute i think it would be great if we can get into smallish groups and maybe just pray for a few things and again sometimes it can be harder to activate this in a group setting because i think when we're praying with others that's probably the hardest time to be really like <laughs> honest about what we really the things we really want sometimes but that's okay just start wherever pray about whatever you want whatever you feel comfortable in a group um but before we do that i just thought i'd give the opportunity if anyone wants to share a testimony kind of along these lines around praying for little things seemingly maybe inconsequential but just as an example um, a bit like, I don't know, a few weeks ago when we were on Zoom and I was saying how I felt like God, it wasn't really a prayer as such, but I felt God prompting me to get, to check my pockets as I threw a jumper in the wash and my headphones were in the pocket. And I'm not really a good checker of pockets. Normally I'm pretty like chuck it all in and whatever. Um, tissues through, who cares? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, to stop and check them. I was like, oh, thank you, God. And I really knew that he you know, he cared about my headphones getting put through the wash. So, um, anyone got something that comes to mind along those lines? G'day, this is Shane here. I am interrupting Christy's sermon just to let you know that 
there were some testimonies that were shared at this point uh, during the message and um, we decided not to um, to publish those testimonies for the same reason we've decided uh, as a general rule that we don't publish testimonies that are shared during the Sunday gathering. Um, and that's for privacy, uh, so that someone who is getting up um, doesn't have to be thinking about, oh, who else is going to hear this at a later date other than those that are, that are in the room. Um, so we trust that it's still a great encouragement to you. Um, and just know that there are many, many people uh, who can speak into this area of having had answered prayers. Just simple things that have been brought to God and he has brought answers. Hallelujah. Back to you, Christy. It's a good reminder. Bring everything with in prayer and thanksgiving to God. So we'll just have a few minutes now and then this time um, we'll lead into just drifting out when you're ready. Um, we'll have some toasties happening and people can go back to the fire and, and all that. But yeah, maybe just spend a few minutes with those nearby and, and share some requests and pray for one another or lift up your request to God. And um, and it does like these examples are great in that when we share our prayer requests with one another, like more people get to share in that journey and the excitement when God does answer and to be, you know, be a part of it as well, that we all have, you know, to partner with each other. Um, you know, as we we bring a request to our loving Father, it's, it is part of what unites us and strengthens our intimacy and our connection as well. So it's a powerful, powerful thing to do. So, yeah, in groups between three and five, kind of, maybe we'll do that now for, for a little bit. Whatever you want to pray for, whatever comes to mind, big or small, um, 